0: Welcome to the Summerton Church of God Sermon Podcast. A podcast to help you find life, freedom, and purpose in Jesus Christ. Your season of waiting is coming to an end, and your planting is about to turn into harvesting. And as you enter into this new season, you need a fresh anointing from the Holy Spirit. have your bibles this morning why don't you go with me to psalm chapter 92 psalm chapter 92 and really i'm going to focus on just one passage of scripture today that's a little bit unusual for me now that doesn't mean we won't look at a few other passages of scripture but the main focus of the message today is going to come from psalm chapter 92 verse 10 Where the psalmist says, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. I want everybody in the room here today to read that out loud with me. Come on, let's say it. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. That's Psalm chapter 92 verse 10. Now, now Psalm chapter 92 is a very unique psalm. And the reason why it's unique is because Psalm 92 does not begin with verse 1. Psalm 92 begins with a caption that's just above verse 1. If you have your Bibles today, you can even look above where it says Psalm 92, and you'll find these words or something similar to it that says, A psalm to be sung on the Sabbath. Do you see that in your Bible? Should be a little caption or a heading on most Bibles in Psalm 92 It says that this is a psalm that is to be sung on the Sabbath Now surely everyone here this morning knows that the psalms, the book of psalms are actually a book of songs It's a book of poetry It is songs that the people of God would sing And most of these psalms would be sung all through the week, seven days a week They would sing them in the morning and they would sing them in the evening. They would sing them in the morning to remind them of the faithful, unchanging, unconditional love of God. And then they would sing them in the evening to remind them of the faithfulness of God. But this psalm, the Bible says that this psalm is different from other psalms because this is not a psalm that you sing Throughout the week, he said, This is a psalm that is to be set apart to be sung on the Sabbath. Now we know that in the Old Testament, the Sabbath day would have been Saturday, would have been the seventh day. The seventh day is the last day of the week. Now, we we celebrate the Sabbath now on the first day of the week. On Sunday, we celebrate the Sabbath as we begin our week. And actually, a Sabbath could be any day that you are taking rest in God. But But we many times refer to Sunday as our Sabbath. But in Scripture... The Sabbath was on Saturday. In Scripture, the Sabbath was the seventh day. So that the Sabbath meant that this is the end of one week. This is the end of a seven-day period of time. But even though we are standing at the end of one week, we are looking forward to a new week that is just ahead of us. A week is a set season of time. And so what you could say is, is that this psalm that was to be sung on the Sabbath is that at an end of a set season of time, they would sing this psalm to the Lord as they are coming to the end of one season of their life and transitioning into another season of their life they would sing this psalm. And a part of this psalm was, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. So at the beginning or at the end of one week and before the beginning of another week, they would sing, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. At the end of one set season of time, they would sing, I shall be anointed with oil as this season ends and a new season approaches. I need a new anointing on my life. And that's where you and I are today. As I said, we're not just at the end of another year. We're at the end of a decade. We are at the end of a set period of time a set season of time and now we are about to enter into a new season now let me just say something about the anointing that was on your life in your previous season it doesn't mean that the old anointing was a bad anointing it just simply means that that anointing was for that season of your life but now you're going into a new season Now you're going into a new decade, and so now you need a fresh anointing for the new season that you are about to go into. I wonder if there's anybody here this morning that would say, Pastor, I need a fresh anointing for this new season that God has for my life. Not that the old anointing was bad. Not that the old anointing was not effective. It was just the anointing for my old assignment. But now I have a new assignment now I have a new appointment now there is a new season approaching my life and for this new assignment and for this new appointment I need a new anointment I need a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit and may I say that the Holy Spirit of God is ready to pour out his anointing upon every individual in this room here today who will submit and humble themselves before God and say God as I go into this new season of my life I cannot make it without you I cannot make it without your power I cannot make it without your wisdom I cannot make it without your ability God I need a fresh anointing for this new season that I'm about to step into is there anybody ready for God to do something new and fresh in your life this morning morning amen i mean just look at the word fresh he said i shall be anointed with fresh oil well where does fresh oil come from fresh oil comes from newly harvested olives and he's speaking here about the olive oil and all through scripture the oil is symbolic of the person and the work of the holy spirit in our lives whether it be its salvation or whether it be when he baptizes us with holy ghost power the holy spirit the anointing of the holy spirit many times is symbolized by the pouring out upon someone of oil but notice it's not just any oil that he says that i'm being anointed with here he said i'm not going to be anointed with the oil from last year's harvest And he said, I'm not going to be anointed with with oil from olives that that, that you've canned and put away for for a rainy day. No, he said that I shall be anointed with fresh oil oil and fresh oil as i said comes from freshly harvested olives which tells me that there had been a season of planting and there had been a season of fertilizing and there had been a season of watering and there had been a season of working the soil and there had been a season of uh, of, of of waiting but now that season of planting and that season of watering and that season of Weeding and that season of toiling and that season of waiting is over now the harvest has come in he says and I'm going to be anointed with fresh oil for some of you 2019 or even the last decade may have seemed to you like it was a, a season in your life about planting a season in your life about watering what you had planted and caring for what you had planted and and tilling the soil Oil and keeping the weeds out. And it's been a season of waiting, but I believe the Holy Ghost sent me here this morning to tell somebody that your season of waiting is coming to an end and your planting is about to turn into harvesting. And as you enter into this new season, you need a fresh anointing from the Holy Spirit. And notice he said that I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Now that word anointed, what does it mean? It's really very simple. The word anointing just simply means to rub or to smear. And that's what they would do, especially in the Old Testament. Anytime someone was stepping into, as a result of the call of God on their life, if they were stepping into the office of a priest, of a prophet, or a king, then God would have people designated to rub or to smear oil on them, not that there was any power in the people who were doing it necessarily, even though they were appointed by God to do it, not that there was any power in the oil that was being rubbed or smeared on them, but because of what it all symbolized, because of what it was a picture of, that when they stepped into the office of a priest or into the office of a king that it was a a picture, it was symbolic of how the Holy Spirit was going to rest upon them and enable them and empower them and give them the wisdom that they needed to be the priest, the prophet, or the king that God had called them to be. Because you can't even do what God's called you to do without the anointing of the Holy Spirit on your life to enable you to do that. And and that's good news this morning because God doesn't always call the equipped, but he does always equip the called. Amen? And and you may feel like you don't have anything to offer God. You don't have to have anything to offer Him. Because if you'll just say yes, if you'll just be obedient, if you'll just be submissive to what God wants to do in your life in this coming season, God says, I'll make sure that you have everything you need. My favor will rest upon you and I'll make sure that you have everything you need to be who I've called you to be and to accomplish what it is that I have called you to accomplish we see that happened with jesus the bible says in luke chapter 4 how god anointed jesus of nazareth who went about preaching good news to those who were poor in spirit preaching the good news setting at liberty those who were captives opening the eyes of the blind Healing those that were oppressed and pronouncing that this is the year of the Lord's favor. But it begins by saying that God anointed Jesus to do that. Acts chapter 10 verse 38 talks about how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the enemy. Did you know that even Jesus when he was here on this earth in the form of a man needed the anointing of the Holy Ghost in order to fulfill his purpose for which the Father sent him here. Now listen, if Jesus needed the anointing If Jesus needed the enabling of the Holy Spirit while he was here on this earth to live a perfect sinless life and to accomplish all that he accomplished, how much more does every single one of us in this room here today need the anointing of the Holy Ghost? I can't even be the husband to my wife that I need to be without the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I can't be the father to my children and the grandfather to my grandchildren that I need to be apart from the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I cannot be the pastor that you need me to be apart from the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, apart from the anointing of the Holy Ghost, we cannot accomplish anything. And if we try, listen to me, if we try to accomplish anything apart from the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you know what it's going to result in? It's going to result in weariness. You're going to get worn out trying to do in and of yourself what can only be done through the anointing and the power and the enabling of the Holy Spirit. And so he says that when they come together on the Sabbath... At the end of one season, getting ready to go into the next season, they would sing, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Oh, as I come to the end of one decade and go into the next decade that is before us, I declare before you today, I shall be anointed. With Fresh oil every time I step up here to speak to you. I'm going to make sure that it's fresh bread fresh manna from heaven That's going to help and enable you to live your life the way that God has called us to live it But notice this it says I shall be anointed with fresh oil and the word anointing means to rub or to smear Now I know sometimes when we think about the anointing we think about what we see at church When somebody comes forward and we take a little bottle and we put a little on our finger and we rub it on somebody's forehead and we anoint them. That ain't the way they did it in scripture. The way that they would do it in scripture is they would have a vessel similar to this. Even bigger than this. And they would fill that puppy up with oil. And it wasn't a little dabble, do you? But what would happen is the prophet, the priest, or the king that was about to be anointed, he would get in a position of submission and humility. And he would bow his head before the Lord in submission to the will and accepting the call of God on their life. And then those that God had ordained to anoint them would come and pour the oil over their heads. Now, let me ask you this morning, what if I did that? What if I told every one of you today, when I anoint you, I'm gonna pour a whole bottle of oil. We wouldn't have nearly as many people come forward for prayer today (laughs) to be anointed. But I mean, they would pour it out. This, this, This is why David would say, In Psalm chapter 23, he said, you anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Because you see, when they would make the oil, they would always make more than they needed, which was in essence saying that there is plenty of oil, that the supply of oil is unlimited. Is anybody hearing me here this morning? Hear me, there is enough anointing to go around for everybody here this morning and then some. There's not a shortage of the anointing, amen? There is an abundance of oil. There is an abundance of the anointing that is available to each and every one of us in this room here today. Matter of fact, when God sent Samuel to anoint the next king of Israel, he sent him to Jesse's house. Jesse had several sons of which David was only one and David was the youngest of all of Jesse's sons And when Samuel so showed up and saw the oldest son of Jesse He thought to himself man. This has got to be the guy right here. Look at him He's so tall. He's so dark. He's so handsome. Look how well he's built He's strong man people will look to him people will have confidence in him people will know this guy can protect us And and God spoke to Samuel said nope that's not him because you see when we pick folks we look at people a a different way than God does God says that man looks at the external but God says I look at the heart I look at the heart of an individual and he passed over every son of Jesse until there was no sons left and he said do you have any more and he said yes he said there's one the youngest but he's out there in the pasture tending sheep He said, Well, bring him in. And when they brought him in, look at what he said. He said, This is the one, anoint him. And then notice what happened. It said, So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the olive oil he had brought and poured it. Everybody say, poured. Poured. He didn't just get a little drop and put it on his head. No, he poured the oil on David's head and the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him from that day on I want you to see this they would pour the oil out because they wanted the person who was being anointed to know there's plenty of oil there's plenty of enabling there's plenty there's there's an unlimited supply of God's power an unlimited supply of God's wisdom an unlimited supply of every thing that you need. A matter of fact, the psalmist said it like this in Psalm 133 verses 1 through 3. He said, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil. Talking about the anointing oil. He said it's like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron. Aaron would have been the high priest. And they're talking about when Aaron was anointed to step into that role For which God had called him. Notice, he said they poured so much oil on him that it ran down his head, down his beard, and down the edge of his garments. Now, I want you to get a picture of that because they pour it over his head. It flows down his head there's so much of it that it saturates his beard and it's dripping off of his beard and flowing down his body and it accumulates in the hem of his garment you know what that tells me that tells me that the anointing of God is not always the greatest at the highest point in your life but it's when you're at the lowest point of your life that you sense most the anointing of the Holy ghost that's why Paul said about the grace of God he said that when you experience the grace of God he said that when you are weak that's when God is at his best that's when God is at his strongest and he said that it would accumulate in the hem of the garment somebody needs to know that even when you hit tough times in this next decade that even when you hit the lowest times of your life it is then that the anointing of God can show up and help you get through things that you never thought you would be able to get through. Somebody help me preach in this house this morning. We need the Holy Ghost anointing in our lives. Amen. He goes on and says it like this. He said it's like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. And the picture that he's trying to give us here is that after the winter snow has come and it's beginning to melt in the spring, he said that 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 snow it melts and the water begins to flow down the mountain. And he said it dumps into the Sea of Galilee, but it doesn't stay there because then the Sea of Galilee pushes it into the Jordan River, and then the Jordan River carries that do, all the way down to the Dead Sea. And do you know what the Dead Sea is? It is the lowest point on earth and did you know that there is a chemical in the dead sea i've been there i've gotten in the dead sea it's true you cannot put somebody under the water and keep them there you let them go boing they just bounce right back up you can float you don't have to hold your breath it's some kind of a chemical salty chemical in the in the dead sea that that Even though you get pushed down, they can't keep you down. And I think about the anointing of God and how the enemy tries to push you down and how the enemy tries to knock you down. But when the anointing of God is on your life, you know what happens? You just keep bouncing right back up. You just keep getting right back up. Amen. How many of you could use that kind of anointing in your life as we go into this next season that no matter what the enemy does, he won't be able to stop you. You push somebody, we we, we got out there trying to baptize some folks just for fun in the Dead Sea. It takes all your strength pretty much to just get them under that water. The anointing of God. It it reminds me of, of what the psalmist continues to say here in Psalm chapter 92. Right after he says, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Here's what he says. He says, the righteous shall flourish Do you know God wants you to flourish? God wants you to thrive in life, not just survive. And so he says this he said, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. How many of you have seen those palm trees? How many of you have seen the palm trees when a hurricane is hitting? Jamie and I were down in Naples, Florida, several years ago on a vacation. And I was sitting on the screened-in porch on the back of the little house that we were renting down there. And all of a sudden, this unbelievable storm came through. And I watched these palm trees as the storm came through, and they would bend to the point that the top of that palm tree would touch the ground. But then I noticed that once the storm was over, you know what happened? They would spring right back up. That's what the anointing does, guys. You may encounter storms, but the anointing is a bend but dot break anointing. You might bend. The storms, you, you'll know that the storms are there. You'll encounter them, but the storms will not be able to stop you. They might bend you, but they'll not be able to break you. He said that you shall flourish like a palm tree, and shall grow like the cedars of Lebanon. Even Solomon, when he was building the temple for God, said, I want the best material available. And they said, well, where do we get the best material available? He said, go to Lebanon and get the cedars of Lebanon because they're the strongest tree on earth and notice what he says he says not only are you going to flourish like the palm tree but he says you're going to grow you're going to be strong like the cedars of Lebanon I'm going to be able to build great things through you and I'm going to be able to build great things strong things through your life and with your life and then he goes on and he says this in the next verse he said those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God he's telling us how important it is that We plant ourselves in the presence of God. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. If I could tell you one thing that will help you as we go into this next season of of our lives, it's this. Live in the presence of God. Start your day in the presence of God. End your day in the presence of God. Continue your day in the presence of God and I promise you you will have the anointing that you need to be everything God has called you to be and to do Everything that God has called you to do He said those who were planted in the house of the Lord He said they're going to flourish in the courts of our God Oh, I love this They shall still bear fruit in old age I should have got some amens right there Because I know there's some folk like me in the house today Even in old age, they're still going to bear fruit Do you know I pray this over my life every day? That when I get old, I say, God, I don't want to be old and barren. I don't want to be old and miserable. I don't want to be old and unhappy. And God, I don't have to be because I'm your anointed child. I'm your anointed son. And even in my old age, God, I know that you still have a plan for my life. And even in my old age, I know that you still have a purpose for my life. Somebody, come on, somebody help me with this. They're still going to bear fruit in old age. They're going to be fresh and flourishing. If you're old and stale, it's because you choose to be old and stale. You don't have to be old and stale. You can be old and fresh. You can be old and flourishing. Somebody say amen to that. Oh, I feel the passion of that here this morning. We could all get this. He said, and here's the reason why, to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Do you know why God anoints you? Do you know why God wants to do great things in your life? Do you know why he wants you to continue to be fruitful and flourishing even in your old age? Because it's a testimony of his righteousness. And it's a testimony of his faithfulness that when God sees you being fruitful and flourishing, Even in your old age, they're going to look at you and say, God is faithful to do what he said he would do. So as we go into this next season of our lives, we need a fresh anointing. I'm going to ask everybody in the room, if you would please, to stand with me. The music team would come. You understand that Jamie and I, we can pray for you. We can lay our hands on you. But it's the Holy Ghost of God who anoints you. Do we get that? That all we are doing is that we are confirming as we lay hands on and anoint with oil. All we are doing is we are just confirming that you're God's and God's yours and that God has called you for a special purpose and a special time and a special season. Well, I hope that you were blessed and inspired by today's message. We here at Summerton Church of God believe that God is a God who still does miracles. And we're seeing it on a weekly basis. People's lives being transformed by the power of God being saved, healed, and delivered for the glory of God. And we want you to experience for yourself. So why don't you come and be our guest one Sunday here at Summerton Church of God. I look forward to personally meeting you.